Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Over here. Hi, Scout. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm so good and so excited. And I you look chipper and happy coffee. over there. I had my first real night's sleep last night. I had I got a new mattress, which oh, is nice. so great. And my kids left me the fuck alone for the first time <laughs> in so long. They did not come and try to get in bed with me or make me change their bedding in the middle of the night because Jagger pissed his bed or and Carter was oh, scared no. of the wolves in the backyard, or which there are no wolves. Or whatever. So I finally yeah. got like solid. I didn't wake up till 9.40 today. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> Did you also so... get laid? Is that what's also happening? No, right Dave, no David's, David's in uh, uh, LA driving uh, my truck back for me right now. For so guys, we tried trip. to record um, some podcasts earlier, like a couple of days ago. And... <laughs> Danielle could not get her kids to sleep so bad that she FaceTimed me to see if I could get her kids yeah. to go to bed. Yeah. And I tried. I no. tried. I desperately tried. Man. You know why? Because it doesn't get dark here until like 9 yes. So and I don't have curtains or shades yet. Look at this light, oh, dude. So the kids are like, hair. it's not. Oh, look at my hair. Isn't it amazing? They're Thank like, you. look, they're like, it's not dark, mommy. It's morning. I'm like, no, bitch. It's 11 o'clock. You need to go to sleep. I am See, done. Jagger, no, bitch. It is nighttime. It's Pretty bedtime. Much. Get much. to bed right now. So right now they're both home and David's not here. So I have one in one room with the iPad and headphones and I've got Carter in the other room with the TV and they're allowed to watch whatever they want as long as they leave me alone for 45 minutes. So does David set the rules in the house? No, because it no. seems to be when Mommy sets leaves. The rules. Okay, but then why? Because I feel like if David was there and the kids were acting like that, it would be a little bit more, like they would listen a little bit more. They don't is it act because- like this when David's here. Okay, so why is that? Why I do they only do it with understand. you? Ask every mom out there why their kids act like complete assholes oh, with heck them. No. Uh-uh. And then like, when I'm be like, <laughs> you know, they literally laugh at me. And I'm I don't yell and I don't spank, but I'm close to it. <laughs> really close to it. I'm like, I you were gonna know what a spanking is at some point because Carter is just so he antagonizes Jagger and then Jagger loses his mind and Jagger is going to be, he's like, wants to choke him out. If Carter would just leave him alone, he's so annoying. I love my kid, but he's a, you know what? They're bored, dude. They're stuck in the house. It's 114 degrees outside. Yeah, they outside. have to get used to it. I don't have a pool out here. They've got to get used to it. They haven't been in school. And like, they're excited too. You know, they're excited. It's the, it's their, you know, it's a new place. It's their, their, their new home, yeah. their new stomping ground, you know? And now you got to get them out into the, in, you know, your, I guess your, your hometown that you're I in. went to our friend's house. Well, we went to the movies yesterday. I had a theater oh, no. in the movies. It was reclined seats. It only cost $9. It was a gorgeous theater. What? God, I love Austin. Um, and then we went to my friend's house. Our one friend we have here with their kids, they went swimming for like four hours. And then oh, I drove great. them home and, and they were like out in five minutes. Oh, well, that's Thank good. God. Well, I haven't had a cup of coffee, um, but I'm excited because 
I have the guest here. Scout, you bring so the best guests. I swear. I, you you really do. I I don't work enough like you do to like have anybody cool. Girl, oh, you're constantly working. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but um, it's the same people. It's the same group that yeah. everybody's already heard us talk about over and over and over again. I don't get to work with anybody <laughs> new. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, okay. You know, this person, when I met her, I was instantly like taken over by her energy mm-hmm. and and I've never like I haven't felt like this since probably you and I worked together oh I you meet that. someone and you're like oh my god this person is so cool like I want to I, I want to be this person's friend like she's so cool she has such a good energy like she's so sweet you know like that that kind of feeling and you would recognize her from her show this is us because she made us feel all the feels, which I want to find out about all of that stuff. And she has an incredible voice, and I want to talk about her music. Yes. But we have Chrissy Metz. Chrissy Metz. <laughs> roll on in. Yeah, that's how I do. I just roll on in. Hey. Okay, guys, she wrapped out. So we're filming a movie in Louisville. We're, we're still in Louisville. Yes. FYI, we 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 um have been here for how long have we been here? Girl, ten years. <laughs> not long enough, Chrissy. No, not long enough. And thank you for that introduction because I felt the same way about you instantly. Did you? I called my friends. I was like, you, you guys would love her. She's so amazing. And there's one day that I came to set, um, and I'll, I'll backtrack. Um, that I was in such a bad mood, foul mood, and I was like, nobody usually can shift my energy because it's massive. And whether it's positive or negative, whatever we want to label it. And and Scout was just like, hey. And I was like, oh. And usually, you know, that would annoy uh, people. Like, you start talking to me, read the room. But instantly, I was like, whoosh. And obviously, you, you know her very well. And I was like, oh, my God. She is so powerful. Yeah. And like, yeah, so it was oh, really, really wonderful. That's so sweet. Yeah. I, I, I remember, I remember that because I, I had music blasting. Chris Stapleton, who was a fave. And I was, I was, I was, and I was like, oh yeah, she would totally enjoy this. And when she came in, I could tell. So I lowered the music down, and I was like, okay, I'm reading the room. And then I was like, I shifted it, and I was like, hi, how are you? What's going know. on? Let's. And it was cute because then we ended up finding out that. Oh yeah. My boyfriend and I's sort of beginning of our love story was very similar to. Yes. Yeah. And I was like. What in the world? Yeah, so <laughs> bitches start swiping on Bumble. Yeah, listen, <laughs> uh, bitches be born during the COVID and <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah, so um, so thank you for that introduction. Uh, I felt the absolute same about you. Yeah, so. of course. Oh, yay! Yeah, we're we're having. You know, it, it's one of those movies where it's like there's a lot of ups and downs, ups and downs. But I feel like that's like every movie yeah. that, you know, yeah. it just, just happens. But when you have good company around yeah. you, it just makes it that much better. You thank know, God. thank God you survive, thank God, you survive the ship. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we ain't playing the violins on the Titanic. No. <laughs> We're like trying to get it together and try to huddle together and just make the best of it. Mm. But like, yeah, there's ups and downs obviously with everything, but I do know that they're getting some great footage. Oh, yeah. That seems to always be the end of the day. Like, I know this was really hard, but... Right. It looks great. I think that what we got is really cool. So, What's your character, you guys? I haven't even... What's the name of the movie and what's your characters? I haven't even asked you. OMG. What of the cliff notes? Yeah, right. It's hard um, to explain, huh? Shoot. I... Okay. So the elevator pitch is that I uh, play a woman named Faith who's been addicted to heroin basically all her life. And so she's been contending with in and out of rehab. She finally gets clean. She gets her nursing license. She gets her daughter back after many, many years of her being in the foster care system. And she is so madly in love with her daughter that she wants to basically um, keep her hostage. (gasps) So Munchausen by proxy. And while she means well, she's really not, not, not doing the best things for her daughter. And so while Faith's addiction rages and is always there sort of like in the back of her mind, and you know, as addiction is, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but. Oh, um, we are. I have, yeah. Well, I have food <laughs> issues, so I know what addiction is like. <laughs> um, and so it's just always there. And Scout and uh, Connor Paulo's uh, characters were previous sort of missionaries and, and sort of friends who always were trying to help Faith 
get on the straight and narrow. Um, and so I don't want to give too much away. I know the end. Yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. There's there there's like a twist in the ending um, that I feel like people are not going to expect. So yeah, it's oh, definitely. So listen, I was on one season for five episodes of American Horror Story, and before getting booked on that, I was like, I'll never be on that show. It is too damn scary for me. <laughs> I cannot do this crap. Are you kidding me? I mean, of course, I revered the work, but I was like, absolutely not. And then when this came out, I was like. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, there's a story. There's this amazing, you know, plot and, and story. And um, this gentleman named Shannon, who was a new writer, wrote the script. And I was like, okay, I understand because he had um, he had some addiction in his family. And I think that was the impetus to write the story. So it's, as all horror stories are, I feel they're always deeper than what sort of that surface level that most audience members might see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what initially attracted me to the the project. So. I mean, you watching you do this. I mean, because you want to laugh, I, <laughs> girl. No, <laughs> it is so like, like, like. I'm feel. I want to help you. Like, I, I literally, I literally want to help you. Like, she, <laughs> she, she has so much power with her, and like growing up, like little growing. Up, but watching her uh, play this is like the character in This Is Us. This is so different. Kate Pearson, honey, is, I keep saying, like, I'm not used to stunts, blood, gags, gore, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a lot for you. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> like, shocking, right? How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking. It's more shocking than I think I ever expected. Because, like, you sort of think you have an idea. And I'm like, I'm used to, like, talking, just, like, monologuing about my kids at a kitchen table. Right. This is some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow. And, like... What is so, I know that there's always lessons in every single thing that we do. And I have so much more respect for what you ladies have done in a way that I never would have understood unless I was in this situation. So like, it's what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's so funny because I think we've, we've done it for so long. It like just these feels normal. Of- it yes. feels normal. Yeah. I like it really like, Yeah, girl, let's go. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me call my therapist, my, my sponsor. And like, I need to call my boyfriend. Like, I don't know if I'm right. Yeah. It's like, down, down. Come let's on. do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really amazing. It's really amazing to see. Um, Cause it's just so very, very, very different to be in the headspace, physically, mentally, and yeah. emotionally. Like you, as I, you know, I was very emotional in, in all the scenes, I and mean, it's all very real life stuff. But like, th- this adds like so many other layers that I'm like, I, I don't think people even understand. And when you do something well, as you ladies do, it's like, it looks effortless. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you're so aw, sweet. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then imagine like Scout has like one day off, and then she goes to another movie the next day. Like that's what? her schedule. What is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's out of control. I'm trying to buy a house, y'all. Okay, I, I just want, I just want a house. I understand. I understand. She's in her early thirties. <laughs> oh yeah. That's another thing. Bitch. <laughs> I'm 11 years older than you. Um, I'm dating someone 13 years older than me. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. He, he, I guess I do more than he does. Yeah, he's uh, like, no, you go do it. Yeah, he's like okay, I'll do it. <laughs> do it while you can. Do it while I you think can. Also, I have a lot of energy, so I yes. think that that's another reason. It just helps me get rid of my energy. Yeah, yeah you know, you bouncing, 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 bouncing. Yeah, bouncing and yeah, bouncing. I totally bouncing. get that. So, what's been like the hardest thing in like this this horror genre for you? Then you would say like what like nail on the head like that's the that's been um, the hardest thing. I think I just don't like to live in the darkness. Like I'm always fighting, like potentially being depressed or dealing with anxiety or dealing with panic, and like that literally has to be conjured up. Mm. I believe like in sort of every scene for me, at least in this particular role. And I'm yeah. like, ooh, ooh. and like, I have to tell my body on a cellular level, like this isn't happening, crazy. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Like everything is okay. And just living in that. And also, I mean, it helps that this woman is battling addiction because I know about my food issues. So like, there's definitely a lot, a big, deep well to pull from, but it's like knowing how to put myself in that, you know, and like, it's literally a fight and a struggle that mm-hmm. she's going through that I'm going through to play her. So it's just sort of 
daunting. Yeah. You know, we, Scout and I always talk about with everybody how, like, Scout and I both have stomach issues. And mm. I truly believe mine started when we did our movie together because I did a horror movie after horror movie after horror movie. And I know Scout has similar issues. So I, I, I was hoping that somebody would come up with some sort of program where, because we both started as kids doing these right. movies. Imagine like bringing up all that stuff when you're a child and your mm. body doesn't know that you're an actor. So you're still having all of these things firing off and making you sick essentially. And I had hoped that one day somebody would come up with a program or a plan where they would have doctors on set, psychiatrists, somebody that could do some sort of somatic healing or had PTSD training that could literally take you from that moment when you, when they cut and talk you through the process of how to get it and release it from your body. So it didn't sit with you, but nobody even thinks about doing that stuff. It's so brilliant. And it's interesting that you bring that up because we had a gag where there was um, a fake blood cannon that was shot at me just a couple nights ago. And like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm here, I'm committed. I'm, you know, I'm an actress. So like, I want to be validated. I seek validation in other people. Like as much as I don't want to say that I still do, even though it's much better than it was when I was younger or 10 years ago. And so we went through the whole thing, like, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But until you're in that moment, you have no idea what your reaction is going to be. Right. And of course I wasn't shot with a bullet, but there's this pressure of the, the, um, the cannon coming out. So the blood can splatter. And I just sat there and sobbed, And I was like, that was not cool. Like that was not good. Like even thinking about it, it makes me Aww. emotional because it's like, you just don't know yeah, what, yeah. what your reaction is going to be and how advantageous would it be to either have a conversation? Hey, have you had any PTSD? Have you been a vet? Are you from the military? Like, has anything ever shot at yes, you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Explosion? Like these things people take so for granted yeah. when actors are like, well, you're here. We're puppets. We're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can do where you're walking yeah. props. You're puppets. We, you get to just tell us what to do. And there's no sort of regard for like the real big issue that could happen afterward. And it certainly did. And I was like, I had no idea how I was going to react. And luckily Damien, our director was very kind. And he was like, why don't we wrap you early? And I was like, yeah, because I'm going to need a minute. Like, so what I, did you do afterwards when you, did you go home and take a, I mean, like, did you call your therapist? Well, did you, how do you shake it off? Well, it was very late. So I couldn't call my therapist okay. but, and I was covered in blood. It was like literally on like, everywhere my body and so like literally having to wash the blood off was also Mm. weird right so I'm like okay I'm taking it off I'm stripping it away but I had to speak to my boyfriend to my manager I had to journal about it I then wrote an email to the producer and to Damien the director and just said hey like I want you to know where I'm at because I'm not a person like, like Scout like I'm full of energy I love people love being around people and I literally just wanted to be alone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't know how I was going to process it, but I'm just processing it in any way that I feel like if I want to start crying, if I hear something that makes me like trigger something in me, I'll, I'm, I have no problem being vulnerable and saying like, I'm embarrassed. That felt like awful and that was not cool. And I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of young actors don't feel comfortable doing yeah, that. They don't especially with the newer, younger actors that just like do whatever anybody says or children when you're working, you know, you've worked with kids for a long time, like parents are sort of pushing them to do this stuff and producers, managers, lawyers, like, you know, our union, like there's nobody really looking out for the child. When COVID hit, I was like, God, why isn't, we've got COVID compliance officers on set, making sure that everyone's safe. Where's the child compliance officer? Where's the mental health compliance officer that's like, you know, we've got these crazy long meetings about sexual harassment on set, but we don't have meetings about all the other shit that happens that we have to take home every single night. No one's thinking about that stuff. So good for you. Keep being the squeaky wheel because that's how shit changes. Well, and yeah. I just, I have to, because I, I think it stems back from not feeling hurt as a child. And then I taught preschool. And I think that's why I taught preschool was because there are to be a voice for like voiceless, you know, people who don't know how to communicate. And I can't believe that I'm that person because I was never wanting to rock the boat ever. So clearly like, I mean, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and things come into our lives for those, you know, all these reasons that now I can reflect a month into the movie and mm-hmm. say, Oh, I'm learning to draw my boundaries in a very real way and not disrespectfully, 
but just very, you know, uh, I feel like very maturely in that I'm communicating effectively, but also saying like, this isn't okay. And I want you to know how I feel afterward because people aren't, whether they don't feel comfortable enough or they feel like they're going to lose the job or whatever. Like I, I, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, nothing is worth it. Nothing's worth it. It's funny because I always thought that I, I spoke up for myself and, and spoke up for, I guess just myself, but seeing you and Danielle and what you guys do, I mean, it's, it's very refreshing for me to see because I I think that's something that I, I feel like I need to learn a little bit more (laughs) because we got so used to it. You know, I feel like us actors, we're just like, yeah, sure. Of course, put me in that position. And then we cry after, or we feel, you know, small after. And And those feelings shouldn't, they they shouldn't arise. There should be no excuse It's like working in an office and someone's like, hey, can you go to the copy room and print, you know, 40 copies of this particular letter? Sure. Oh, can you have this blood cannon squirt at you with this pressure five feet away from you and you have no idea what it's going to do? Like, we we ain't, we're not talking about building files together in a damn, you know, drawer. Like this is another level of work. And I understand that we decided to do this, Yeah, but I don't think people understand what it really entails. And what it does to our mentally and what it does to our body. Yes. (laughs) And as you're saying with the stomach, it's like so much, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with chakras and like, you know, being imbalanced and all those things. Like I was talking to you. I'm a Gemini. She's a Pisces. I'm a a Libra. Ah, (laughs) You know, and I see a shaman in Topanga Canyon and acupuncturist who's herbalist. Like there's all these modalities that I use because I'm trying to find answers because I'm like, clearly I'm hurting my body with food. And why is that? Mm -hmm. And I think so much of it was that I never spoke up for myself. And so I'm like, Listen, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah. So it's oh. been it's been an interesting journey so far. Do you find, do you think that your success from the show has allowed you the gift that it's given you is the ability to feel like you can actually say something and speak up yes. more than anything else? Yes, I think six years ago when I was like, I just want a job, just somebody hire me. Like, I just want to act. I want to tell a story. Um, so much of the, the, obviously the success of the show, but every single person on the show was treated with such care and concern. And it was the res- a respect that like I've never experienced before, like uh, unreal, you know, and every single way from the top to the bottom, every single actor, crew, person, everybody. And I think that if I didn't have that sort of in my arsenal, I wouldn't feel confident, confident enough to say like, yeah, this isn't cool. Because I would still want to make sure I wasn't going to lose a job or, you know, and I think obviously financially, um, listen, I did not grow up financially stable. Like it was. None of us did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My mom was a single mom, five kids. Like it was a mess. I lived, I mean, I went to five different elementary schools because we had to move so often after my parents got divorced. And so even to have financial stability really allows you, because confidence is just trust in yourself. So if I trust that I have this to fall back on if God forbid somebody wants to fire me, I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to eat this week. Right. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. there are so many, and I was a talent agent for nine years. So I understand actors also in a different way that like, I get it. You know, I get it. What it's, you're like, I can't pay my electricity bill. Like if I don't, if I don't book this commercial, what can I stay in LA? You know? So I get all those things. So it's really interesting that you brought that up because those, that's definitely something that I thought about because it's it's provided me a foundation to really stand my ground and, and have boundaries. Do you have those same boundaries in your real life off of set? Or is that something you're still working on? I mean, I think as it's interesting because it all like goes together. So as I'm able to draw boundaries more, speaking to everybody on the crew or you know, the director, I'm able to do that with my team or my boyfriend or my family, mm. my family. Uh, yeah. I'm one of five children and of course I'm the middle and I just want to people please and make everybody happy. And I'm like, is anybody looking out for me? <laughs> you know? and, um, so yeah, I have to do that often. So yes, 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 yes. All yes to all of those questions. Oh, amazing. Isn't she great? Isn't she so great? 
I love, I, her. I love her. I, I could just listen I'm to just you all day. I'm just a head with a black dress on here. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter because it's our voice. Yeah. Communicating. Uh, when you were going back to like, so, so Danielle and I went through, um, when we were doing our second movie together, she actually dies in the second movie. And the director didn't want me to see her and she dies like completely nude and stab wounds everywhere. And I remember like, you know, I, I looked up to her like a, a big sister. She didn't know it at the time, but I, I, I really, really looked up to her. And when I, I'll try not to cry, but when I went in to that scene, it was the only time and still the only time I've ever couldn't get out of a scene and seeing her like that and having her die in my arms, I, I've never like hyperventilated before in a scene. And I had to like get out of there really, really, really fast. Girl, you're going to make me cry. I know. I know. <laughs> we're all crying. But it was just so, it was like, it was the craziest thing. But like, you're how, how, how do you prepare someone to see something like that and feel actual true emotions? So something like you were saying, yeah. and when Danielle was saying, it would be very nice to have someone on set that could yes. kind of be their anchors for actors. Yeah. Just to be experience. able to talk. Cause there's things that you have to do afterwards to get you out of that. You know, and, I mean, and we finally have in, intimate, like, you know, intimacy coordinators. yeah, we finally Which have yes. And that's another thing. And um, I sometimes can't land the plane. I talk a lot. So please like, let me no, no, no. just be like, Chrissy, wrap, no. wrap it up. Um, <laughs> that I had this full, I mean, five phone calls. She came in from Atlanta for the intimacy coordinator for Connor and I, because in one particular scene, I literally put my finger in his mouth and like wipe the saliva on his face. And I'm like, I do not like this. <laughs> this is not who I am. And I have to reach into some other weird place that I don't really like. I'm like, and Connor's like, it's cool. It's yeah. It's cool. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's a youngin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I do appreciate how like um, confident and sort of aware and professional he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So it made, it made me, it helped me tremendously. It's know. so funny how like we, you, like me, it's like, it's kind of like second nature to me, like these movies. Yeah. It, like it just doesn't get to me as much anymore unless I have a bond with like a strong 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 bond with someone then it then it interferes but man I feel like I can do this shit in my sleep you can't you can't you can't like I would just wake up and I'd be like what happened yeah okay I think with these big scenes like I I like you have been like covered in blood shit shot at me and you know all, all this this stuff but um I think that everyone on set are when those scenes are about to happen they're excited there's like, yeah. there's like this like yeah. adrenaline. They're so excited to see yeah. how nerding cool out. Yeah, they're nerding, they're out. nerding yeah. out, but yeah. they're not so, but they're not the ones that get, have to take it and right. do something with it. So there's like this huge separation and disconnect between the crew and the actor that's about to get it. Yeah. Girl, you are hitting the oh. nail on the head. Tell me about Mabel. Oh, she's a baby. I'm Is she like- with you? No, she's with Bradley in Asheville, but um, literally he took her on a walk yesterday and then I saw this post on, of course, Facebook about the water and some stagnant lake about the oh, no. like, water. <laughs> Scout can attest. Yeah. I'm a control freak. And I think it's because I I feel like I'm the only one that's like stepped to the plate for myself before. Yeah. And so it, it comes and rears its ugly head, even when Bradley's driving my car or driving me. That was cute. That was cute. That was cute. Think back to sex ed for a moment. You probably learned all about how to prevent pregnancies, but what about how to plan for it? Now, you guys have probably heard about Tom and I's engagement, and we are planning for our future. And I have to admit, my knowledge on fertility is very dim. (laughs) So it's amazing and very helpful to me that something like modern fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. 
The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctors for next steps. Traditionally, tests cost over 600 bucks, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Danielle30, you can get $30 off your test. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, like Tom and I, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decisions that are right for you. So this is a limited time offer for 30 bucks off. That means you te- your test will be $169 instead of the hundreds or thousands it would cost at a doctor's office. And trust me, guys, I have looked. So get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Danielle30, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-3-0. Okay, so we'll start off with like a, a kind of an easier one. Did you okay. see, Scout, do you have um, my purple tagged, um, the two, because I just gave my son the phone to watch Peppa Pig. Oh, um, okay. do you, but can you read, <laughs> which he calls now, he call, I don't know if you've ever seen Peppa Pig, but he calls it tomato. No. I was like, he's like, mommy, mom, can I have a tomato? I was like, what are you, where did that come from? It's Peppa Pig. Um, so you saw what, you saw what I flagged, the two that I flagged, will you read them? Okay, I'll try. I tr- I'll try to make sure that I okay, get. I have their names if you need to look through. Okay, so we got so, fan questions that write in. And yes, we're keeping them PG thirteen to not traumatize you too much. Thanks. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get some nasty, gnarly, nasty I questions. Yeah, we, I know y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> read the room. Read the room. Um, okay, so I like to view myself as an outgoing extrovert. Sometimes I'm very outgoing, but once my social meter runs out, I'm back to being my quiet, laid-back self. I have a girlfriend who's very talkative and an extrovert. We've been together for five years. There are times when she thinks I don't want to talk to her and I'm paying no mind for her, but that's just my introvert side kicking in. I can't help that I'm like this, but how can I communicate with her that this is just how I am and that it doesn't mean I have no interest in talking to her or anything like that? Tom, is this you? Is this you? (laughs) Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous four six seven five one. That's funny. Um, so you know, for me, I I've been in some. I'm always friends with people I've been in relationships with. I feel like once you love somebody, you always love them. Mm-hmm. But every single relationship teaches us how to communicate or to go through the next relationship. Yeah. And for me, with Bradley and I specifically, like. I know it's hard because it feels personal, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so important to say, this is not about you. This is who I am. I just need some space and time. And it's interesting because I think Tom and Bradley are very similar. Yeah, they are. Yes. We need to double date. Because, uh, yes. Because. (laughs) Wait, I want to come. What the hell? Yes. Yes. We'll come to Austin. (laughs) So, um, Bradley has some enmeshment issues and I have abandonment issues. Mm. And so when he needs more time alone, I'm like, but wait, are you going to leave me? me? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's like scout. Yeah. (laughs) So similar. And I had to really process, like, it's not about me. He's going to come back and whatever it is that he needs and whatever it is that I need, it might not look the same, but in order for me to love him the way he needs to be loved, I have to allow him to love me and tell him how I need to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so if that's drawing, drawing a boundary and saying like, Hey, listen, I just need a couple hours on a Monday, like over communication has seemed to be the key for me in my life and in my relationships with everybody, platonic or romantic. And it only makes the relationship stronger because when you have that trust to say, Hey, like, it's not you. I know it feels like you. It's not. And to have somebody say, okay, I know it's not me, mm-hmm. but if you need this time alone, can we then set like a special time together that I feel like I, my needs are getting met? And like, can we go to a special dinner or go to a picnic at the park or whatever it is that, that other, the other partner needs, but you have to be willing. My therapist always says two people have to be willing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you communicate 
that's really, really important because then you start to harbor resentments. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you're pissed and then you start to create problems. Yep. And you're like, you don't want to be in this relationship. You're like, no, I'm out of myself. <laughs> I didn't draw my boundary until, you, you know, two weeks ago that I was mad that blah, 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 blah. So it, it seems like overkill or it seems like it's too much, but like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. And the only thing you have to ever do is speak the truth. Yeah. And that's something that like, I think we have a hard time yeah. doing because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, yeah. but like in turn, you hurt them more mm-hmm. and you harbor resentments and you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as, and it's a practice, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like faking an organ. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want your right? kids like mom. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is yet. But it's like, what good is that to anybody? Scout and I what talked about all the time. Good. How many orgasms have you faked and growing? Like, oh, what so good is that do? It makes the guy feel like he's doing it right when he's not. And we're not getting anything. And like, who, who I'm are we pacifying? I'm not playing games with that. I don't fake that stuff. <laughs> you know, oh my God. I'm I think like, you're the only I'm female like, in the world. I'm like, okay, that's not happening. So uh, <laughs> next. Yeah, let's do, like, it's okay. Let's do something else. Let's play some board games. Yeah. <laughs> Watch some TV. <laughs> Yeah. Does it have batteries? Yeah. <laughs> Does your board game have batteries? Hey, Chrissy, do you know Scout left her vibrator at the Brown? Wait, did I not tell you that? Wait, in the drawer next to the Bible. <gasps> I was, I was, I was, I was in yoga. I was in Downward Dog, and I, realize- I turned a page, and I was like, "Page, I forgot something." She's like, "What'd you forget?" I was like, "My vibrator." Next to the Bible. <laughs> but then Natalie, our producer, told me that the rooms are still there. They couldn't get rid of them because they had they had oh, done a deal with them. the hotel. So I, I didn't know this until like a couple of days ago. I had no idea. And I was Why like, Natalie, you should have told us. us. We wouldn't have done that to you guys. We would have stayed. I would have I would have made friends with the ghosts. Like we would have stayed. You would have come to my room or something. Yeah, I would crash to Chrissy. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, so, so then I was like. Over-communicate. Yeah, so yeah. then I was like, so who's staying in the rooms? And then I heard a rumor that maybe a couple of the other people, like Patrick and like Al. Al oh, good. Yeah, and I was like, oh. <gasps> So oh, wait, oh, did wait, he not find my, yeah, I was like, did he find my vibrator next to the Bible? <gasps> and so I called Natalie. I was like, hey, so this is, um, so those rooms, are they still open? <laughs> he was like, I think I left my glasses. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think I left it. And, and then she was like, oh, I'll have someone check. I was like, um, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> She's like, I do you want a special place? Do you want me to have Annalise check? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Annalise is the sweetest, kindest, Such a cutie. young ingenue actress. And like, <laughs> I, I'm sure she knows what one is. I'm yes. not saying that. <laughs> However, I don't think anybody would want to. No. Connor, I told Connor and Connor was like, I'll go get it. Yeah, he'd go like, get oh it. Oh my God, Connor. So Connor and Danielle did a movie together. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Connor had to see me die too in a movie. Nope. Really? Oh, well, saw, but like, like tied up, pregnant, but like, oh. like uh, bleeding, like stabbed and bleeding out with a full belly and wrapped in like barbed wire. Yeah, oh. it was. It was. I wouldn't have done that after I had kids. Like, I would have. I have boundaries now with that kind of stuff. But it was. I'll send you a picture of what it looked like. But I love Connor. We had. We work. We were working in upstate in the Catskills in like Christmas <gasps> did time. That. Did you? I did that. And when you were talking about Postmates delivery, like 40 minutes, Ugh. Kingston was the closest. This tiny home. little town. I was in like <laughs> Margaretville and I was like, oh my God. You were in Palin, Palinville, Palinville? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thank God Connor was there because I, it was just me, Connor, right? and, and and this guy, Nick Danici, who I love. So it was like the three, actually there was four of us. So four, three guys and me. And it was, yeah, we were outside freezing the entire time. Every, there was no interior shots. It was like all outside. So I think God that Wait. they were so lovely. Yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, this is going to be a nightmare. And he's but very smart. Yeah. yeah. He's very, very smart. And so you're like, sometimes I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Back up, Morgan Use Freeman. Baby word. Hold back it up, baby. Back it up. What? Wait, hold on. What Use baby word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I get to learn. I get to learn. Okay. I'm so just read, uh, read that astrology question from Sicily. S- it's Sicily. got a purple, it's got a purple flag. Oh, girl. or green flag. Sicily. Is it up at the top? Is it yeah, flag? it's 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 from Wednesday. It's from Wednesday. Okay, 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 okay. I don't see Sicily here, darling. C-E-C-I-L-Y. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing Sicily. 
Um, okay, but while 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 I let me get it, that, while let me we... steal my let me steal my phone from my kid for a second, and then I'll read it and I'll give it back to him. Okay, hi, my name is Cicely. Go ahead and say my name, Scout. I've noticed you since sleepover movie, and I thought that you were so cute with red hair, Danielle. Whenever I need Thanks. a horror film to watch, I just Google your name and go from there. <laughs> I love you both. I had a question regarding astrology signs. Oh, I'm a February Pisces, like Scout and Danielle. I know you're a Gemini. I've always had a hard time connecting with air signs, particularly Libras. So my question is regarding your guys' friendship. Was it hard to connect in the beginning? My relationships with air signs in general, I'm always the one who wants to befriend them, and it's always hard. I feel like it has to be a mutual agreement and willingness to be friends. doesn't really happen organically, unfortunately. Another question I've had, is there a sign that you gravitate towards for a relationship and a friendship or partners? <laughs> yeah, your side. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see, but Jagger is behind Danielle, climbing on her <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till school starts. Here you go. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Danielle. I, I think I wanted to be your friend so bad. I don't know. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think I don't know. Like I'm a Gemini, I'm, but I'm, but I'm very A type as well. Like I'm A type and blood type. I'm number one on the Enneagram, but I've got the wing of the two. I've got the Enneagrams, a wing at two. So I'm like, this is the, this is, there's right and there's wrong. There's no gray. And then there's the two that's like a people pleaser. So it's hard for me to find that balance. Sometimes I think, um, I love Libras because they balance out the crazy, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, you Pisces can be a, a, I love like the, the crystals and like, you know, my other son's Pisces. So it's like, I, I love all of that healing and spirituality because that's the other Gemini side of me. Um, I'm a weirdo that that's probably like the first question I ask, like on a day, or like one of the top fives, what's your sign? Not because of the sex life, just because of like, oh, yeah. kind of gauge our flow. It, it, I really do believe like in astrology and I, I believe in the energy behind it. I mean, obviously, what did you tell me about Pisces men? Oh, they, they're, they're just, um, Pisces women are like um, emotional and they have that as well, but it's more like physical. Um, mm. so Pisces men tend to t- t- uh, take it out on, like they can be overly dramatic. Yes. I, yes. I like yes. Oh, okay. Like everything, like lament about everything. Yes. And they're very messy. Yes. Um, I am too. Oh, I cleaned really? up my room for you. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, she's clean in here. I did. I cleaned it up um, for you. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that I just love to know what people's signs are because whether it's a coincidence or not, but I think you definitely gravitate more toward a particular mm-hmm. type of person they have to be a particular sign um but scorpios in particular are you know they're a very confident aggressive they can be kind of wild and they're very yes. confident yeah. and yeah. so i think that's intriguing as far as sexual stuff goes yeah but they can also get crazy oh yeah my best friend is a scorpio she's i love her to pieces she's a crazy bitch and i love so, i love like, it because she allows me to be whatever i want yeah. to be whatever i want to be it but we can get into some serious trouble together oh yeah, oh, yeah so i've i've dated i've dated a few uh scorpios man and woman and they are the same so much so that i couldn't be in a relationship with them because the physical aspect was a little for me <laughs> for me i'm a passionate pisces That's i'm like true. delicate okay and then i'm like a little crazy. Delicate, flower. delicate yeah no no it was a lot i, was I like, just meant frequency oh yeah <laughs> i was like i was like i can't do this i was i'm exhausted i, was like, <laughs> yeah. I need a break yeah. yeah no no it's to the that 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 sexual energy is chrissy what sign is your boyfriend um he's a taurus which is yes it's like tom i'm up oh, okay clearly yeah Okay, this is just too weird. Um, the way that Paige met Tom, I met Bradley. They're very similar. They're very, it's very funny. Um, and I, my stepfather's a Taurus, and a dear mm. friend that I was very close to years ago was. And I, sometimes I'm like, gosh, they're so frugal, and they're so even sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like always in, you know, up down in the emotions and. Um, 
it's good for me because it balances, it helps me balance out because obviously I need to be balanced now, but I'm like, oh, okay. And because everything has always been wonky in my life to some degree, having some sort of stability, mm-hmm. initially I was like, ah, where's the drama? Yeah. Where's the other shoe? Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> but it's good because obviously they're, they're very passionate yeah. and very loving. Um, they provide some stability that I wasn't really aware of. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to a chaotic relationship. And then when Tom showed me what an actual relationship, a healthy relationship, I didn't, I, I, it kind of shocks me and I, it it took some time for me to get used to it. It can be a bit boring, right? But like you boring is good. Yeah. You don't know who you're getting when they walk in the door. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't know when someone's going to, he already gets that from me. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and especially as you being an actress and yeah like creative oh, yeah. it's like it, oh, yeah. you never ever know and you know it but yes like that's what I mean the, the stability can initially be mm-hmm. like wait does is he what uh are we on the same page but I think it's just um something that I had never yeah a normal healthy relationship is, is Bradley's love language to do things like like um, like, uh, like he wants things done for him for you Oh, you know, uh, yeah, like he, I think it like make things him, easier for you. Like, yeah, like it makes him feel, feel like a, yeah. good and like a yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've never yeah. had someone do so much for me. Oh, <laughs> like so won't nice. even get up to go like do the dishes or do the laundry or stuff like that. Like he's just like, no, no, no. I want you. I, I'll, I'll do that. I want to do that for you. Oh, yeah. well, that's so wonderful. I mean, it's very, very sweet. It's nice to be taken care of. Yeah. From yeah. a very loving place where it's yeah. not like, are you doing this because you want something? Yeah. Is this, you know, because, oh God, people can be very conniving. Oh yeah. Because of their own trouble and trauma. It not, is true. I believe everybody's good. It is true. Yeah. Oh gosh. You guys <laughs> could have a whole podcast about astrology. <laughs> yeah. So yes, awesome. we could. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really, there's a great book that, um, that I have always used to do charts called, it's called the only astrology book I you'll ever need. Have you ever seen it? It's like no. a giant purple book, the only astrology book you'll ever need. And you, it teaches you how to do charts. So what I used to do is I used to have friends come over and it's so easy. You just, they obviously just need to know the time they're born and where they're born. And you could literally like go to the, like I used to go to psychic guy bookshop in LA all the time and mm-hmm. like buy like the, the, the charts and you could do them for your friends when they come over, have wine, do their charts and you can oh, say, you could read that. them together. It's really, really cool and easy to use. I love that book. I mean, you guys are on CoStar, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have yeah, to add you on CoStar. Yeah. Um, are oh, you on CoStar? What the hell is that? Oh, it's like a whole like astrology thing that you can match with your friends to see oh. how well you guys get along. Yeah, it's... You're like, it's, you know what? I know we've been friends for 15 years, but this but app, best is telling me now. <laughs> but based on the facts of the app, we're not going to them all anymore. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh. I need my mom. But <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. Um, okay. If you get to read this, can you keep uh, my name on a first base? Okay. So this girl, I, how about I just don't, I just don't name you, darling. Uh, thank you so much for the time of reading this. I greatly appreciate it. I love both of your work in horror and this podcast has been no exception as well. My question for you comes with a quick backstory. I met someone online. We've hit it off beautifully. We've currently gone on three dates as well. However, I noticed that the communication between us via text or calls have been slowly less and less than it was when we first started talking. She also has referred to me as Guy. Example, hey, good morning, Guy. She also stated that she's been in her head a bit more lately due to toxicity in previous relationships and is not sure where we will end up. Finally, my question from this perspective, does it seem like she's not interested in pursuing more than just a friendship? We've both been divorced as well in context. Oh, so they're, they're older. She seems a little crazy to me. Are we a little bit too old to be like leading someone on? And like, like if they have their issues, I think it's important to say, <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought I was ready. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but I can't stand when people string people along. Yeah. Just be done with it. Enough. They're like the breadcrumbs, the crumbing, you know, like I'll give you enough so I can get what I want. Yeah. Right? And it's just not 
It's not cool. It's not fair. You know, I mean, I, it's already I, fading after three dates. It's kind of like, yeah, eh, you're probably it's, not. It, it's it's too soon to be having those types of questions and feelings. Yeah. It's just not worth it for your energy. Yeah. Um, I, I used to string people along when I was really young and I felt terrible. And after I went through SLA, I learned, you know, it's not very kind to do to people, you know, just yeah. to feel um, so, you you know, because I had an issue with like being alone. So sure. whenever I w- wasn't in a relationship, I wanted to be with someone until that person came back or whatever. So it was like stringing people along. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's definitely, I, I would say, pulling back. She's, she's I, literally showing, telling him the red flag. She yeah. said like, I have past trauma. I don't, you know, so that just like she's saying what she means and meaning what she says. So just listen. Yeah. And your gut's telling you something, maybe a little bit, not right. I think maybe just move on. Yeah. You got to trust your intuition. Oh yeah. In that, even though it sucks, cause you might be very attracted or mm-hmm. like you thought this person could be potential, you know, but it's not worth it. Mm-mm. Like, what is she getting at? Listen, this, my manager always says this to me, is it making you happy or making you money? And, oh. and um if it's not making you money <laughs> she ain't making her money and it's not making you happy what are you doing it for and not yeah. to say like that's the basis of everything obviously but it's the umbrella idea but if it's not making you happy what what's it for also yeah. my therapist says what's in it for Chrissy what's in it for you mm-hmm. and I think that um, a lot of times when we just want to be loved so desperately we're like it's okay it's okay it's okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give this person this and then maybe eventually but right. after the third day tell them mm-hmm. boy guy <laughs> <laughs> okay I know this what's is, that guy thing about yeah anyway yeah anyway. like come on like you can't keep the name straight of the dudes just be, just be honest and up front with people just be honest and up front I mean life is so short I say this all the time life is so short yeah don't don't mess with people and also Learned when to say bye. You're not serving me. This is not serving yeah. me. This is too early on. I gotta go. Stick up for yourself for Maybe sure. This for okay, I know that this isn't this isn't a question, but I, we've asked like pretty much all of our guests because <laughs> Danielle and I are very different. Do you know? Do the most men that you've been with have toys? Uh, for them or for the, for them and for you? No. Right? No. Um, there was one guy I dated who was very open sexually. Um, and he, it turned out he was bisexual. And I think maybe that had helped mm. in the situation. Uh-huh. Um, and, but I don't think he ever had toys and we never experimented with them. How um, long were you in a relationship with him for? It was like maybe six, seven months. Um, did you, cause I've also dated someone that was bisexual and it was interesting to kind of try to figure out, we talked about this in the last episode, like mm-hmm. not knowing what works for you and what doesn't work for right. you unless you try. And then you're like, maybe I'll totally be okay with this. Did you ever maybe feel I like, won't. maybe yeah. I won't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, it wasn't for me, but, um, but I was always, you know, when it gets to the point where you're like, oh, he's cute. And then your dude's like, oh yeah, he's super cute. Like I thought like, maybe I'll try to to be intimate or to do something with both and see if I can be okay with that being part of our relationship. Cause I think it would have had to have been part of our relationship. I don't think I ever could have been a hundred percent. He would never have been a hundred percent content with, with just a woman. No. He, could exactly commit. he could commit to the woman and be faithful, but I don't think he would have been happy. That's exactly what I thought it honestly, it was so triggering for me. Mm. And I was like, is something wrong with you, Chrissy? You are like close-minded. How dare you? Why are you judging him? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I had to talk to my therapist about it. She's like, no, no, it, it doesn't mean that you feel that way about him. It's just what you can't handle, what yeah. you don't want. And that's okay. But I, it was, I was really feeling some kind of way because I was like, I, I don't feel like I'll ever be the right thing or enough or you'll be content. I'm so, it makes me feel so much less alone when, when I hear somebody else say that. <laughs> See that so no, that's I mean, you couldn't give them every, you, you just, you can't, but I don't know if it's I might the same have to for a woman. Agree on that. Well, I, I mean, think it's different though. I'm, I, no, I don't think it's woman or man, man. Oh, okay, I really okay. don't. I Please like, I mean, me. I'm, I'm a bisexual woman and I still like, I find women attractive. I still like, you know, like 
we'll see a woman and be like, wow, she's so beautiful, you know, but I, I, I'm a hundred percent committed to Tom and I don't, I, I don't think about like sleeping with someone or even think like, Oh, do I need to have that in my future? Mm -hmm. Like, can, do I, I'm going to have to have that in my future to be able to be with Tom, you know? So I don't think that that's true. And I think it goes for both men and women. Do you mean overall or just sexually? Sexually. Okay. Yeah. Sexually. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think, um, I've, I've always, I've thought about it. But I like I I don't that'll never like okay come so into play where it's gonna. This is interesting because then I think like as a woman could I ever provide a man what a man could provide a man sexually? Mm, you can't. No. That was my problem. That right. there yeah. were things that I I just could I, I could never give him that he really did he needed. Right. He he really needed to to fill himself. Yeah, I could I I don't know. Like I said, I think I I I don't know. Have you ever dated a bisexual man, Scout? Yes. That was yeah. actively having sex with men? No, it wasn't actively, but uh, yes, yes, ha- had, had slept with someone. But I guess maybe it was just like how I've, I was raised. Um, mm. Maybe that it's like that that sort of scenario is a little bit like I'm I'm more comfortable with it. And also too, I identify with as being a bisexual and like, you know, I, I'm attracted to both both sexes. So maybe so that if you might were, be why. Do you think if you were in a relationship with a bisexual man that you would be okay with him? if he needed to ha- bring a man into the relationship every once in a while, could you, would you be okay um, with I that? I don't think I would be comfortable with any man that wants to bring someone else. You're darn skippy, honey. <laughs> no. I, I don't think I just like, man, our woman, to be honest, even if I was like, that fucking woman's hot. And Tom was like, you want to? And I'd be like, no, bitch. What the fuck? I can't shit her. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I, I feel. Just, I would be able to do it. I have friends who are <laughs> polyamorous and they're like, I don't understand how you, you know, like we're not supposed to be monogamous creatures. And I'm like, well, I've decided I want to be. Because <laughs> some are. I'm sorry. Yes. Otters hold hands. Yeah, They're penguins mate way forever. Ever. They find each other, you know. But dolphins, dolphins right, are they mate, freaks. They mate for pleasure, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dol- so. Dolphins are freak, Chrissy. <laughs> oh, we got to take that test for you. We got to find out what your, what your, what your sex animal is. Scout, do you think Tom would be okay with if you wanted to bring a woman in for just you and he could just watch? <laughs> No, I go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm um, also. I don't. Poor, poor. I don't. I don't think I could do that to Tom either. No, and I. I wouldn't want to. I'm like. I'm. You're. You're getting your needs met. Yeah, you're I'm like. I'm you're, so. Yeah. I'm so content. Right. I mean, obviously, like Tom and I are working through things and yeah. all that stuff. But like, I'm so in love with him that I. I just don't. I don't feel like I'd ever. What if he said it it would turn him on? Would would you be scared that you would have feelings for another woman or while you're in that situation? Or or could you not connect? uh, Yeah, I probably couldn't connect. Watching Tom over there, like, jerk off, even if it was just to me. But there's also a naked woman in front. Like, I just don't think I... Tom, hello. Yeah. Are you looking at me? (laughs) Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? (laughs) Um, there's a black sheet. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen Handmaid's Tale, but it's so yeah, I couldn't watch that. That, like, that was so intense. <laughs> when she's like, you need to look at me, even though. Uh, oh, oh it's okay. So see? Trauma. Too. Maybe maybe I'd be like that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not telling you what you're going to be like. I, I'm saying no for me. Oh it's a no for me, dog. Maybe, maybe like that. Okay, I know we're running out of time. Um, Chrissy, do you want to talk about your music? Yes, oh, please. Because she's going um, on a tour too. Yeah, well, I had a tour planned before COVID hit, as many musicians did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going on a Seven City uh, little baby tour at um, several different city wineries in D.C., Philly, Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, and Nashville. Um so I'm excited because it's all original music that I've been writing and recording for the past, you know, I guess four years now. Wow. And, um, wow. Yeah. I'm excited. We're putting the band together and the whole show together now. And I'm just very excited because music is really my first love and I never thought I could do it. It wasn't really supported or encouraged. And now, you know, I feel confident enough for these messages and these songs and, and what I've gone through to be heard. So I'm very excited about it. Is a lot of stuff coming from experience in your life or is a lot of it from like your journey with on the show? Anything um, that you're pulling from that? Uh, not necessarily from the show. Okay. Um, it's really about like 
my life and, yeah. you know, issues um, around, you know, if I have a book called um, This Is Me Learning to Love Yourself Where You Are Today. And mm. so a lot of what I wrote. New York Times bestseller. Yeah. We're, um, thank you. We're um, lessons on how I sort of navigated my life. And, you know, I wrote a song called Broken Hearts Break Things about my stepdad yeah. who like, we had a very tumultuous relationship growing up and he was very abusive, but like I've learned to forgive him. And so you realize like hurt people hurt people. And so it's, I'm just pulling from what's real. And every time I go into a write, I'm like, however I'm feeling right now, whatever's coming up for me is what I want to write about. I want it to be the most authentic in that space. So it's really about my life, life experiences, stuff that I've gone through, yeah. you know, What do you think uh, people are going to, like, I love Natalie Maines. So her, you know, Gaslighter is like my, my favorite album. I I mean, I know every word to every song. And I always think about, if you guys have listened to the album, but I always think about like her ex-husband listening to this album because it's all about him and how he cheated on her and, you know, finding the other woman's stockings on her boat. And he says, she says stuff like, you know, now you're, now that I'm done with you, your dad can pay your taxes. Like just shit, like exactly. Like it's so, it's, it's so, if you haven't heard it, it's so good, but I always wonder what it's like to, to be the person that they're writing about. Like, what do you think? I mean, do you think your, your, your songs that you write, whoever you're writing about are going to know that this is their story and what they will think about it? You know, uh, maybe, I mean, mm. I, I've written about, you know, my stepdad, my biological father, who's no longer living a song called daddy's girl. And what I realized was like, I know that because I believe in all the yeah. all the stuff that like he's he hears it like even though he's not on this plane of existence anymore like I do think that my energy hopefully will be transmuted into him understanding um, as kooky kooky as that sounds but um, you know I haven't really I wrote a song about you know Bradley and I's the beginning of our relationship called New Love which is super fun and he obviously knows it's about him but. Um, you know, I kind of don't want anybody to know that it's about them, Mm. you know, like, I guess I don't want to give them that much satisfaction. Right. You know, even though, I mean, if it was specific, at least I haven't written a song yet that was so specific. Um, I've taken parts, there's a song called Actress, and it's about, you know, when you put on a brave face, when you find out that the person you've broken up with is moved on very quickly and you met her and you're like, Oh, um, Mm. Oh, you've obviously moved on. Um, and so I have to act like I'm fine and everything's good, but, um, it wasn't specifically about one person. It's sort of like just a breakup of how we all walk through life sometimes pretending like we are doing okay. So Mm. I don't really want anybody to think it's about them. Like, I wonder Taylor Swift. Like, I always listen to her songs and go like, Oh, oh well, no, I'm, like, about about I'm like, is that about John? Jake? Who is this about? <laughs> yeah. like, all too well. I'm like, who, who was she dating at the time? I she'll never so tell, curious. right? I, know. I love tell. that about her. Love it. Yeah, I love that about her. Oh, She's a great Chrissy. Now, so are we going to go see her? So Let's go see her on tour. Yeah, Let's you want to go to the Nashville? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Nashville this year. Perform. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for coming. Oh, you've been so wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could have talked for yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to be the first woman. Yes. You set the tone. You set the tone. And now I want a triple date in Nashville with yes. some of your wine and yes. listening to you sing, girl. Yes. It's so nice to like officially meet you. Nice to meet you too. It's so lovely. And congrats on your move. And I hope. Thank you. Jacker, can you say bye? Bye. 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 See you later. <laughs> Scout, I love you. All right, guys. Oh, I love you too. Today. We'll have everything. We'll have all your tour dates um, yes. uh, posted on this. Chrissy, you guys, please make sure you, if you haven't read her book, read her book. Uh, go see this movie when it comes out because I'm sure oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, Jagger's giving a thumbs up. Jagger's giving a thumbs up. We like the interview. Yeah. Good job. Listen to the Oh, guys, have a great day out there. Happy Tuesdays. Hey guys, if you want to watch this episode and all of our past episodes, 
Join our Patreon. You'll get early access to each week's episode, merch, and more. Go to patreon.com slash me to watch. That is patreon.com slash me. See you guys next week. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 